everyone. Welcome back to another Hawkon Media exclusive with uh, me, PJ, and Abby Libby from Conspiracy Pilled over here going through our favorite NPC comments. How you doing, Abby? I'm good. And this is fun. So I'm even better. This is fun. We've had so much fodder that we were talking <laughs> today. It's like, if we don't put out another NPC comments video, we're just going to be swamped in 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 uh screenshotted comments so this yep. is one of my favorite things we do all the times we get these comments it's just like you have to be actually incapable of rational original thought to comment some of these things. especially coming from people who follow a conspiracy page some of them i'm like right? yeah that, that one gets to me so okay want- is it incapable or unwilling because sometimes i'm like I, I i have so much trouble believing that you aren't this dumb I yeah I think it's I think it's both I think I think it depends on the person some people I'm just like I don't know I'm not sure you were ever capable of thought and then other people it's like you have to try really hard to make yourself this stupid yeah so (laughs) but again since we're a conspiracy channel page I feel like we are less like ridiculous is maybe the right word as, as far as the symbolism where it's like some people will be like Oh my gosh, that guy scratched his forehead and it made a, a triangle shape if you have it in the right angle. So like he's Illuminati confirmed. Like we're not like that bad. So when we point out symbolism, I think it means something. Yeah. Uh, but yet this one was too much for people. This is the <clears throat> bull on Wall Street and the Lilith statue on the courthouse in New York City. And Abby tweeted out, Christians need to understand the old gods are, ri- are rising again. The bull of Wall Street is just an idol to the prosperity slash sky god Baal. Uh, and the newest addition to the New York courthouse is a consort Asherah. And there's other names. Uh, some people have said it's Lilith and things like that. The queen of demons, which I think it represents that. And we got, we got, do you want to explain that anymore before I pull up some of these comments? Yeah. I mean, this is a pretty easy comparison to make right. that the bull When you have all of these same sky gods, and they're all prosperity gods, which is, I mean, what other god would be the god of Wall Street? And and all of them have a bull as the animal that's sacred to them. Like, even the Bible, when you're sacrificing to Baal, you're always sacrificing bulls, and then you just put a bull on Wall Street. How do you expect me to not make that connection? It's it's really obvious to me. I think it's pretty obvious that, you know, we've talked about this, but the idea that well, idolatry is just when you put something... And it's like, yes, idolatry is when you put things before God. Also, it's idolatry. It's like idol worship. It's like actual idols. Right. And we do this all the time, but people are really defensive of their idols. And it, unfortunately, for us being conservatives, it's become like a conservative trope. They're like, yes, let's keep all the statues of everything and every person ever because that's not idol yeah. worship for some because reason. Because history. Th- this one never made sense to me. We have to keep up all the, all the statues because history. Who learns history from statues? What is it about a statue that's teaching you anything? Well, I also find it funny that we all celebrated when they tore down the Saddam Hussein statue. <laughs> and then like we defeated Robert E. Lee, but we're mad about like taking down right? the statue. Yeah, I don't know. So so some of these comments uh, about the bull is just people not getting it. And, and it, here's the first one. It says... I'm big on truth seeking, but the bull statue on Wall Street is there to represent a bullish stock market. Why do you think it's called bullish, you guys? Like, just because that's true doesn't. <laughs> the statue of Baal is not there. It's because it's a bailish stock market. You know, it's like, <laughs> right? Yeah, it's yes, 
Yes, there's a reason why the bowl represents prosperity, though, I think is the point. You <laughs> I had make. this conversation with my mom, and she's like, I think it's just because it's a bullish market. And I'm like, Mom, why do they? Why do you think they call it a bullish market? And she was like, oh. <laughs> yeah, so and then we, we had a couple of these. This other one here, it says the bull of Wall Street literally represents bull markets on Wall Street. It's one of the most literal pieces of art ever created. That being said, the fuck are you on about? So... The thing about literal pieces of art is that they're usually idolatry. <laughs> That's the whole point of them. Yeah. Yeah. I just find it funny. It's like, we're a conspiracy page. We've pointed out the very obvious that throughout all of history, people have re- have worshipped golden bull statues. Yeah. Maybe they're doing this on Wall Street. And you know, it just happened to be it's always prosperity, but you know, coincidence. Like that's the one time where conspiracy theorists go, coincidence. Coincidence. <laughs> totally a coincidence. <laughs> I, I think it's interesting that no one really questioned the one on the New York City courthouse because it's so obvious. I mean, the the yeah. artist was like, this is a statue for to abortion. abortion. Yeah. So. But when it's prosperity, but I think that's the difference is people don't want to admit that they're worshiping prosperity. Yeah. People don't want to admit that they worship money. Yeah. They're like, well, yeah, the other guys, they worship abortion. Those bad people. I worship money and that's okay. <laughs> you know? Like you, you do know that they worship. My gods abortion. are okay. Yeah. My demonic no. gods are okay. Yours are the bad ones. They sacrifice their children for prosperity. That's why Bell and Bell always go together in all of history. You exactly. sacrifice a child for prosperity or yeah. prosperity. Talking about idol worship. <laughs> <laughs> this one's funny to me and I, I'm, I'm going to show the picture and then I think we have one or two comments we want to show, but I just want to talk about the general pushback that we got on on both of us sharing this. So I put this up, uh, this picture of this giant Trump Warhammer 40K statue. He's got the Illuminati sword and the claws, and he's in golden armor with a wreath around his head. And all I said, because the, the original comment was 60% of Republicans don't agree with this. I'm like, only 60? And, you know, but my comment was literally just, Trump is not a god. That is it. Didn't say anything else. Didn't say he wasn't a good president. Didn't say I didn't vote for him. I wouldn't vote for him. That he didn't do good things for the economy. Just very basically, Trump is not a god. What what did you say with something similar, right? I did the like intermittent capitals. It's not a cult. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. So it's not a cult. Trump's not a god. What was the general pushback that you got? Most of mine was, I think, a little bit more intelligent than yours. Most of mine was like, this is a meme about Warhammer. And some people mentioned this is, you know, the guy who created this was trying to make fun of Trump and his supporters. But I I kept saying, like, that doesn't really change anything. Like, the fact that this man inspired an artist to create an idol of him, even out of hatred is still really concerning yeah i got a lot of those comments i get, I definitely got a lot of them i had some of the debate me bros being like how, how dare you lie this was created by an italian to mock trump you want to debate me you can debate me here's my you know like the whole debate me bro thing and i'm just like dude i never said any of that i literally just said trump's not a god and i my general right. pushback was well, trump was the greatest president ever and i'm like Dude, I'm not even disagreeing with any. I'm just saying he's not a guy. That's all I'm saying. And I think the comments kind of prove that the mm-hmm. point, and that, that is the point that you and me have made for years, is like people literally are worshiping Trump. We've seen Caitlin Bennett go out there with the shirt, 
uh, Trump's not my president. He's my king, which is like, no, Jesus is your king. She claims to be a Christian too. Or those shirts that say, Jesus is my savior. Trump is my president. As if those two things belong anywhere near each other on There's, a t-shirt. That's the whole thing is like the, the defensiveness instead of just being like, yeah, he was a good president, but like that's a little too far or it's just a meme, but I get your point. It was like very defensive, very angry. Debate me. You're a liar. I, again, no factual statement on where this statue came from, like who put it up and why. I just, factual statement, Trump's not a god. And in defense, the, I think the best defense I can give for these people is that they are so lost in reacting to mm -hmm. MSM that the the only way they knew how to respond to the depth of hatred MSM was pointing put, putting out was to the equal and opposite, which is worship. And so I think a lot of people act in worship of him purely reactionary. It's still really wrong. Yeah. But I it's get sad, it. but I you're you're right. I get it to that degree. I still think it's something that needs to be called out because if that is yeah. our go-to is react and then literally build Trump up into a into God worship, into hero worship or or mm -hmm. ruler worship, which has all been condemned in the Bible, by the way. I had people defending, well, it's just hero and ruler worship. It's not we're not literally thinking he's a god. I'm like, that's also like, that's the same Nebuchadnezzar. There's a story about this. Yeah. Uh, it's pretty clear in the Bible. So when Christians are telling me it's just hero worship, it's just, you know, just a different type of idol worship, but it's not really an idol. Uh, yeah, no, I think the reactionary thing is like the problem. Cause I, the other comment that I got, somebody was really heated with me was like the now do Fauci. And I'm like, you, first of all, you don't know who I am. Cause I've yeah. definitely spoken out against the Fauci votive candles, the, you know, Catholic symbolism around Stacey Abrams. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, dude, you don't know who I am because I've, but again, that's bad. I've called yeah. that out for bad. This is also bad. Yeah. It's not, Whoa. it's not like an, like the, the what about is like totally lost specifically because of who they're talking to. But beyond that, like the what about is retarded anyway. Yeah. You don't want to worship Trump. You must worship Fauci. Yeah. It's like, well, no, I just don't <laughs> worship people. People. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, very funny stuff. I don't know. Let's see. We also got, we get this comment a lot, but I just had to point this out here because I feel like people are really making, I think it says more about the commenter than it does about me. So we put out a video about the revelation of the method and for people who aren't familiar, this is the idea that they have to tell you what they're going to do, specifically uh, because of like karmic retribution. Right. So what they do is they'll be like, Bill Gates will go out there and he'll say, I want to decrease the population of the world by 50% through vaccines. And then he doesn't ever have to say that was a joke. I was lying. It was a misspeak because the NPCs will jump in the comments and go, well, he, he didn't really, you can't honestly think he believe, believe he said, meant what he said. He meant something the opposite of what he said. He meant what I want him to mean and not what he said. Right. And I'm like, that's how they get away with it. They tell you what they're going to do. You don't believe them. And then they do it. And that's, that's the revelation right. method. It's karmic retribution. And I got this comment, very anti-Semitic video, bruh. <laughs> like, and the commenter continued to go on. I was like, dude, never said Jews, never said anything about Jews, insinuated at Jews. Like, it's I don't Bill know where you're Gates. getting this from. He's yeah, I literally Jewish. mentioned Bill Gates, by the way. Not like the only person I mentioned was Bill Gates in this video. So like anti-Semitic. And then he's like, we know what you meant. And I'm like, no, you have no, something in your mind. Yeah, it, it, <laughs> it is. It is funny when people are like, you just say something about bad people doing bad things and people are like, you're talking about Jews, aren't you? Like, well, that like, was all you, man. Again, and, and this is the, this is actually the, 
man, it, this is why racism and anti-Semitism gets blown up and created in people. Yeah. Like not making excuses for it. But when you like, don't talk about George Soros, you hate the Jews. Then people are like, well, I guess I hate the Jews then because I'm going to talk about George Soros. Yeah. Uh, you know, if you're white, you were born racist. And it's like, well, I guess I'm racist then since I can't win that battle. So right. the, you know, the, I really think the mainstream creates anti-Semitism and racism because of their reaction. We saw the TikTok uh, triangle that we talked about where it's like yeah. the the most anti-Semitic thing you could possibly say is that George Soros is not a wonderful human being. Actually, they, they, what's funnier is it just said George Soros. Not what conspiracies, just George, if you believe in George Soros, <laughs> you're if you believe he's a person, you're anti-Semitic. It's like you literally... Yeah, because he's a god. And if you don't recognize that, you literally hate the Jews. I, you know what? I just... It's the fact that I don't like the guy who sold out his Jewish neighbors to the Nazis. Yeah. That makes me a Jew hater. Yeah. That's that's how it goes. <laughs> that's some that's some mental it's gymnastics. <laughs> it's the thoughtlessness. I think that you create these racist armies of NPCs because there are people out there who completely define their entire worldview based on what their enemies say about them. Mm. Like the entire Nick Fuentes crowd is just, you hate me? Good. I'm going to do it all harder. It's like, that, well, because their, their justification is these people suck. If they hate me, I'm right. And it's so shallow and thoughtless. Yeah. And it's, it's not, yeah, it's not how you win anything. It's, it's the same reason as like the, we, I worship Trump because you worship Fauci. And it's like, you're both right. missing the freaking point. Like, I, I hate mean, to the be that. Whole, go ahead. A lot of the people who don't like DeSantis, they'll they'll come in my comments and and instead of judging DeSantis by his own actions, mm -hmm. they'll be like, "Well, this person I hate likes DeSantis or said a nice thing about DeSantis one time, so I don't trust him." And it's like, you are de are you really going to let your enemy define your leaders? And what you believe? Why would you do definition that? of NPC right there? It's I cannot think for myself. Right. I will react specifically to. What, like you're you're so much more easily controlled than you think you are at this point. Yeah. If your entire worldview is I'm going to do the opposite of this person no matter what it is. Yeah. They're controlling your actions. You're not. Yeah. So that is literal NPC behavior. There are people who, if George Soros said the sky was <clears throat> the sky was blue, they would be like, I don't believe the sky is blue anymore. Dude, I've seen this, like <laughs> legitimately seen stuff like this, where it's like, oh, the government said this thing, and it's like that means. You know, that, you know, whatever it's, it's so dumb. I don't know. And it's like, again, going back to the revelation of the method, sometimes you actually have to believe your enemies are telling you the truth. They're honestly they telling are. the truth more than anyone gives them credit for. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's the thing. I, it's, it, yeah, it's just too, it's two dimensional thinking. Yeah. Unfortunately. 3D chess people. Well, they think in two-dimensional so that we, they, their leaders are 4D chess players. Yeah. I don't know, man. <laughs> they can't even play 2D chess. Let's just be honest. I don't think Trump can actually play chess. <laughs> Voted for the guy twice, by the way. I'm just saying. I don't yeah. think you actually play chess. Um, so here's another video I uh, put out about the AI stuff. We've been talking about the AI stuff a little bit lately. And the, I get the same reaction, and I think it goes to everything we put out. If you guys haven't seen our Nephilim, our, what's Vampires, Werewolves, Nephilim, Oh My video, that one really explains it. But uh, 
every time you talk about AI, there's the same, and it's it goes back further than this. It's actually like a long-standing thing of like any being that isn't human is therefore better than we are because we're all stupid. And like there's this worship, like this started with aliens, yeah. right? The aliens have to be good. They have to be smarter. Mm-hmm. Like that's why I know Jess talked about that book, um, Hail Mary, where it was like, oh, they met an alien race that was intelligent, but they were like equally as intelligent to humans because they don't, you know, we're actually pretty advanced uh, yeah. of a species. So anyway, put out this video saying, hey, the AI's looking pretty creepy. Maybe we shouldn't trust it. <laughs> and I get this comment. I, for one, welcome our new AI overlords. Got that a lot. And like on some level, I think it's a joke, but then you just keep yeah. going. I, I don't think it's a joke. Uh, then it goes on. Uh, I honestly think if AI took over, they would do better than we have. And uh, someone agrees, as a robotics developer myself, I agree. So everything is just like humans are terrible and stupid and awful. But you know what we're good at? You know what we're capable of? We're capable of creating things smarter and better and wiser than we are. Yeah. (laughs) We're gods. We're playing God, but we created God. Like that's such a weird, it's idol worship again, isn't it? Like you can actually create something that's better than, it's weird. Okay. I think I want to read it more than, okay. Because it, it just hits, this passage hits different when you recognize that there are gods. Because mm-hmm. the way I was kind of brought up is like, there's all these pesky little demons and there's Lucifer, but there's no actual gods. Like every, Baal was just made up. He didn't exist. Yeah. That kind of stuff. And I think this passage just hits different when you recognize that. So it's Isaiah 44, starting in verse six. Thus says the Lord, the King of Israel and his Redeemer, the Lord of hosts, I am the first and I am the last. Besides me, there is no God who is like me. Let him proclaim it. Let him declare and set it before me since I appointed an ancient people. Let them declare what is to come and what will happen. Fear not, nor be afraid. Have I not told you from of old and declared it? And you are my witnesses. Is there a God besides me? There is no rock. I know not any. All who fashion idols are nothing and the things they delight in do not profit. Their witnesses neither see nor know that they may be put to shame. Who fashions a god or casts an idol that is profitable for nothing? Behold, all his companions shall be put to shame, and the craftsmen are only human. Let them all assemble. Let them stand forth. They shall be terrified. They shall be put to shame together. The ironsmith takes a cutting tool and works it over the coals. He fashions it with hammers and works it with his strong arm. He becomes hungry and his strength fails. He drinks no water and is faint. The carpenter stretches a line. He marks it out with a pencil. He shapes it with planes and marks it with a compass. He shapes it into the figure of a man with the beauty of a man to dwell in a house. He cuts down cedars or he chooses a cypress tree or an oak and lets it grow strong among the trees of the forest. He plants a cedar and the rain nourishes it. Then it becomes fuel for a man. He takes a part of it and warms himself. He kindles a fire and bakes bread. Also, he makes a god and worships it. He makes it an idol and falls down before it. Half of it he burns in the fire. Over the half he eats meat. He roasts it and is satisfied. Also, he warms himself and says, Aha, I am warm. I have seen the fire. And the rest of it he makes into a god his idol and and falls down to it and worships it. He prays to it and says, Deliver me, for you are my god. They know not, nor do they discern, for he has shut their eyes so that they cannot see and their hearts so they cannot understand. No one considers, nor is there knowledge or discernment to say, half of it I burn in the fire. I also bake bread on its coals. I roasted meat and have eaten. And shall I make the rest of it an abomination? Shall I fall down before a block of wood? He feeds on ashes. A deluded heart has led him astray, and he cannot deliver himself or say, is there not a lie in my right hand? Does it? Yeah, I like that line. Does he, you know, can he deliver himself with a block of wood? No, he can deliver himself with a block of code. That's what these people actually believe. It's right. so insane. It's like, 
I, the it's it's ancient. That that's the thing about this. Yeah. It's, it's a belief that's been in humans for a very long time. A false belief that you can play God and create, and you can yeah. also be subject to the creation. It's very yeah. very strange stuff. But I get this all the time. Like I made a joke about AI writing Hollywood scripts because that's something they're they're talking about. And the other thing I got from that was. You know, like on some le- level, it's funny and I get it. Like, yeah, they'd probably write better stuff than Hollywood. That was a joke right. I was making. Yeah. Um, but on the other hand, people are like legitimately like, no, this is better. It's better than humans. It's better than us. We're, you know, it's really weird stuff. It's really like, it's weird to be like that self-deprecating. Yeah. That and you, it's, yeah. it's interesting because I think it is coming out of this instinct where we know on some level that there's this weird duality in us where we have this idea of the good and the perfect mm-hmm. that we think we should be able to reach, but we also know how flawed we are. And I think there's this constant drive to, for that good part of ourselves to. It feels like giving up though, doesn't it? Because it's like yeah. on one hand, it's like, it's one hand it's yes, we are recognizing that we're imperfect human beings. And that's the part I agree with. Like, yeah, yeah. humans suck. We, you know, we fail. We're kind of dumb. We're not very logical. Uh, and then on the other hand, it's like, you know, cause on that hand it's, it's, but we know what it, we should be. The right. other hand, it's just like, yeah, but we should just give up and just like give control over to the AI. It's really weird behavior. I, I don't get it. Yeah. I think it's a desire to copy paste that good part of us and, yeah. and remove the bad part from the equation. But, but it's also recognition there that we can't on our yeah. own remove yeah. the bad part. <laughs> And that is, we need, yeah. and, that, and and the other recognition that we need a God to do so. So many of the biggest lies circle right back to the truth, but nobody knows it. Notices yeah. it. <laughs> it's like we're almost there. It's like we recognize we're we're fallen, we're imperfect. We'll never reach that without a God. Let's create one. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Weird stuff. So, uh, my other favorite comment that we this one we get all the time because we like the memes, guys. I like the memes. We like the jokes, and we get this comment in a variety of different things. But I posted this meme of Godzilla sinking the Titanic because I thought I it was hilarious. So much. Uh, I think you've probably sent it to me. I and sent I, it okay. To you. you sent it to me and I shared it on Instagram. And uh I thought it was funny. A lot of people thought it was funny. But then we get comments like this from conspiracy follower. Man, <laughs> I thought this was a conspiracy account for Intel. Dang, bro. <laughs> it's like like I get this from people in messages too where I try to be human and like be like, oh thanks for the info. And they don't care to talk to you. Yeah. They're just like there's it's kind of depressing. It's like yeah. that there's no there's no allotment for joy in their life. Like they've seen the dark side. Yeah. As we all have. And this is the thing that has been our our mission statement from the very beginning. We'll never apologize for this and you're never going to change our minds by unfollowing us. You don't control us in that way. Yeah. Uh, we're not that concerned with the follower account. Um to be like, well, you have to be ultra uber serious and believe what I want you to believe. And my words have to come out of your mouth and you have to do the 30 and 40 hours of research for an episode so you can say what I want you to say and not, not come to your conclusions. And also don't laugh. Like this is, we get it all the time. How dare you make jokes on a conspiracy account? I thought this was serious business. Uh, how, how, how dare you guys laugh and have a beer while you're talking about conspiracies? Oh you know, it's like, because it's a joke. Because the whole world is a joke. And we need to take the right part seriously. Because, I mean, back to the Trump statue, so many people were like, it's just a joke. It's just a joke. And we're like, actually, it's not right. Not good. I mean, I, th- I think that we do a good job about knowing when is an appropriate time to joke about things. 
Yeah, I think that's exactly what it comes down to is like, first of all, as Christians, if you're, if you don't have joy, you're doing something wrong. Right. That's, that's my belief. Uh, if you're doom and gloom, if you're all black pilled all the time, you're, you're definitely missing the point. Mm-hmm. Uh, but beyond that, it's like, man, you, you got to have some fun and you got to know when to call balls and strikes and you got to know when it's a serious matter. And even in the serious matters, like to some level, you know, be a little bit clown pilled and, you know, it's just like, okay, yeah. it's, it's all like, it all sucks. We can talk about it. We can raise awareness. We can do what we can. But right. on some level, you just, at the end of the day, you have to sit back and be like, I can only do so much. I think it's also, I mean, you're talking about it like a coping mechanism, which is fine, but I think so much our Western society doesn't recognize what Eastern society does, which is that putting someone to shame, laughing at someone is one of the worst things you can Mm. do to them. So if we look at the work of the devil and be like, I see you and you're hilarious. Like, I think that that is actually devastating, which is why the Babylon Bee is so successful. Yeah, exactly. That's why, you know, they get attacked the way that they do because people are like, oh, you've made this completely silly belief that I've built my life around look silly because it is. You use humor as a weapon. Mm-hmm. And and that's the thing. Like, I want to use I want to use humor as a weapon. And I think that a lot of conspiracy podcasts and conspiracy accounts are missing that. Um, so I don't want to apologize for it yeah. at, ever. But yeah, um, my favorite comment still. You know, Trevor wrote this about us early on. He's like, my favorite part of conspiracy pill is that it it dives into the deepest and darkest places, but doesn't dwell there. Yeah. And I think that that ever since hearing that, I'm like, that is what we were going for, and we've kind of made it a a goal of ours. Yeah. Um. I think the last thing we we're going to talk about today for for cons, you know NPC comments is this whole hashtag demonetize YouTube thing. Do you want to explain that a little bit and then talk about some of the, some yeah. of the feedback we've gotten? So if you missed it, we <laughs> chose to demonetize ourselves on YouTube. We put out a video announcement about how we hit that button and and why uh, we're just done letting YouTube make any money off of us. They're an evil company. Yeah. They're an evil company. And done letting people who want to support our channel give 30% of their support to YouTube yeah. when they're going to, when, you know, tomorrow YouTube can and probably will just take us down anyway. Yeah. So that supports, that supports literally funding yeah. the people we're fighting against. Yeah. Yeah. And and that's just not, it's not worth it. I don't, I don't care how many followers we're going to lose, how many potential eyeballs, how much potential reach, how much money we're going to lose. Um, both demonetizing on YouTube and choosing to only put a, basically a preview of our show on YouTube, just the first half an hour to give people a taste and hopefully pull them over. But um, you can't really consume our content on YouTube anymore in its fullest extent. And uh, I, I don't, I think that's a price worth paying for yeah. what we want to do. So, yeah. um, but some people got really mad. <laughs> really angry like i expected the you guys are stupid and this is a bad a business decision and you know you're small potatoes who gives a shit like we got that but people were big mad about it so what was some of the what was some of the i'll pull some up on screen but i just want to like talk about the overview of like overview because there's hundreds or thousands of comments at this point so yeah it was I think a lot of it was like, it's easy to be principled when you're not making any money. You weren't even, you, you, you weren't even monetized to begin with. Yes, we were <laughs> like, what? I, I think it's funny when people, when people are presented with a concept that they are not willing to entertain, they're just like, you're lying. You're lying. Yeah. We have this one here. We can talk about this really quick. Uh, 
Mon, you know, you you were never monetized. That whole thing. It's like, dude, yeah. monetization on YouTube requires one thousand subs and four thousand total watch hours. We reached that a while ago, which is provable and it's yeah. fact. And the guy's like, "No, you didn't." And then you're like, "Okay, well, here's a super simple way uh, to figure this out. Go look at the channel. You can see the super chats in the stream replays." No, I don't think I will. Like, I love the the NPC thing of like, if I actually look into it i'll look like an idiot but i think i can look smarter and bigger and better than you by right. just refusing to like by sticking my head in the sand ostrich style and that makes me the big person yeah. in this argument and that was a twitch streamer with a decent amount of followers not as many as me on twitter but um yeah you know enough people to get what maybe 50 60 likes on both of those quote tweets of him being an absolute idiot so <laughs> yeah i think the other thing that we got a lot too was the whole like, well, I want to go back to what you said. Like, it's not principled if you're not like <clears throat> the general idea is <clears throat> this didn't hurt you as much as I, the spectator, think it should have hurt you. In my mind, this was not as hard for, or as painful for you because you're right. not big enough. You didn't give up like a million dollars. So who cares? And I think that this is the whole thing that we've been talking about is compromise starts early. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> it's. There were people who tried to put us down and, and make it out like that we were really, really small and we didn't lose anything at all. And we did. We lost what? A couple a couple hundred a month. Yeah, and that's just now. Yeah, that's just now. So even right now, I mean think we about We lost a couple hundred dollars like, a month plus we lost everything. Ability, could, certain yeah. reach and things like that. Yeah. yeah. Everything we would have would have ever made and we believe in our content right we believe that our show is going to get big there's there's really no doubt in our minds that it's going to be big so when we made that calculation it wasn't just am i willing to lose a couple hundred a month which is kind of a big deal in today's economy like just think of like how many eggs can you buy with that i mean that's not the payment nothing. on my equipment that i haven't paid off to do this stream is more than a couple hundred a month so yeah. let's just put it that way like <laughs> it's not not painful right but in in that calculation was very much giving up everything that we could have made, all the potential that we could have made off of YouTube, because we know that most people in conservative media make the majority of their money, get the majority of their views on YouTube. And a lot of people, I think the next comment, uh, most common thing we got from friendly people was, that's a bad idea. You're never going to succeed if you're not on YouTube. Because you're bucking the tradition. The, the the standard and the norm. And the one thing that I said that also made people mad, I got at least one really nasty quote retweet on this was like, people are actually mad that we don't need YouTube. Yes. And I pointed this out to people. I'm like, look, I mean, just look at our numbers. If you want to be dicks about it, we get 10 times the viewership on Rumble that we do on YouTube. So some people are pulling yep. up our YouTube numbers like, you're small potatoes. Like, dude, from the beginning of the show, we've asked people to go to Rumble. Right. And luckily, our audience actually cares for the content we're making because we're doing something good, original, mm -hmm. unique, whatever. And we believe in it. And our, our audience obviously does because they stopped, they stopped watching on YouTube. We went from thousands of plays on videos to hundreds on YouTube not because we screwed up, but because our right. audience listened to us. And those thousands of plays are now on Rumble instead of YouTube. Yes. We, you can see the switch. The number, the, our numbers have only gone up. Mm -hmm. It's just in a different place. And people are mad about this. Yeah. Because it's been this lie. We heard this lie when we first started, which is why we did this in the first place. Everybody thinks you have to start out on YouTube. You, you have to. 
Like if we had known then what we knew know now, we never would have started a channel on YouTube in the beginning, probably, mm -hmm. or at least done what we're doing now, which is just have that little preview there for yeah. anyone who's, um, because it's always, it's, it's been a lie for the entire time that we've been doing this, that you need rumble to succeed. Rumble is big enough now. Like, I mean, you need YouTube. To succeed. I'm sorry. Yeah. That yeah. <laughs> you need YouTube to succeed. Rumble is big enough now. And in, in a lot of ways, it's actually easier to get off the ground on Rumble. You don't need YouTube to help you get off the ground. It's easier to get off the ground on Rumble because A, they're not shadow banning you. Yep. And B, you have a built-in, the type of people who are on Rumble already are the type who are going to want your content. And you're right. competing against less <clears throat> content. Yeah. Yeah, but people don't like it because it's it's uncomfortable and it's it's out you know it's, you know whatever. I think that's just the standard though. Like yeah. throughout all of history, if anybody does something that the bucks tradition, they're they're widely criticized. And I think we believe, and I think our audience believes that that in in the end will be proven right on this. So yeah. Well, I think I think from the response we've already received, there's an an extent to which people feel a little bit shamed. Mm -hmm. Um. And, and this is going to happen. I think both of us have seen it in our lives where we start to do something different. We start to break out of a trench that other people are in. And they're just so mad that anyone would even consider trying a better way that they'll try to pull you down. And you just you just can't let them. Yeah. I think that goes back to being dictated by your enemies to some degree. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. I did say that was our last thing we want to talk about, but I had one other. So if there's anything else you want to say about the demonetized YouTube thing. Let's go for it. All right, so this is my favorite thing. We put out a video, and it's personally one of my favorite videos we've done, and it didn't get received by everybody the same. <laughs> but basically the idea that a platypus sounds like a made-up creature. So yeah. we went with it, and we made this video like, you know, there's no way a platypus is real. Like, come on. <laughs> like a mammal that lays eggs and has the venom of a snake? Come on, that's retarded, right? It's like hard R retarded. So, <laughs> so people... Some people got it, which was great. And it was hilarious. And then w my favorite comment of the people who didn't get it, because like I understand some people don't know who we are and they didn't get it. And it's, that's yeah. one thing. But my favorite was this comment that said, another one that does not do research before giving an interview. And <laughs> if you're going to call someone out on not doing research, maybe just like click on the page, scroll three or four videos, go, oh, they're co-hosts. Yeah. It's not an interview. Yeah. <laughs> and it's a joke. I, and like, my, that was my favorite part uh, of it. I know that people are dumb and not observant, <laughs> but like I had Perry the platypus in the background the entire time. Yeah. And I was I pretending I didn't remember what the name of the cryptid was. Like, come on, you guys. <laughs> there was context clues. Yeah. As well as like, it was pretty obviously a joke, I thought. But like, don't call us out on not doing research when you can't oh <laughs> like I guess I guess that's why it made me laugh like and you know I I get the people not getting it to some degree but like that was that was hilarious I think it was an epic fail on on that person's point, part those are so funny and frustrating especially when they won't admit it like you start to talk to them and they won't admit it like I I put out a perfectly grammatical I mean the grammar was perfect tweet that just happened to be an internet meme um, mm -hmm. That, you know, maybe a boomer isn't going to understand. So this boomer didn't understand it and was like, you need to, you need to hire an editor for your tweets because they don't make sense. And it's, I, I know, cause I was an editor and $30 an hour. And I'm like, first of all, I'm not paying a fucking editor for my fucking tweets. Like you <laughs> idiot. But also <laughs> he was like, you should read elements of style. I'm like, I have read 
elements of style by strunk and white like i was a literature major um <laughs> here's where you could have gone to understand this meme because there's whole internet pages that explain internet memes to you if you had just like you're telling me to pay a lot of money to improve myself and improve my knowledge base when you weren't willing to do the very basic amount of research Thank necessary to understand it. that's it okay at my age even i'm not getting certain things right and i google it i i tell you guys oh at gosh. least once a week i google something that people tweet and be like i don't know what that means yeah and i'll just google and be like okay got it and it's like instead of like boomers, they they still know what Google is. Yeah, honestly, at some point they had Ask Jeeves back in their day. You know, like <laughs> I heard somebody say, and if you're a boomer and you're listening, I'm sure you're great, and it's not you, it's everybody else. But uh, you're the one exception. You are. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I heard somebody say boomers are the one generation that were hated by the generation before them and the generation after them. Yeah. Like it's, I think it's normal for older people to have some like oh these young whippersnappers and for the whippersnappers to be like ah oh, those old people like to a certain extent but i think there's just a level of hatred for the boomers that is kind of deserved because they're such assholes <laughs> it's funny because you're not wrong like if you think about it i think on in general i don't think that gen z looks at millennials the way that that millennials and gen x look at boomers yeah so, like yeah. there's still some level of respect for the the older people yeah you know what i mean but with boomers it's like everybody hates them. <laughs> they'll look at us and they'll laugh and they'll call us old but that's it and that's normal that's the normal relationship between the normal relationship like you don't get it you know things like yeah. that. It's like to some degree i don't I, i'll be honest gen z yeah. some of your lingo i'm literally googling because i'm you know, not too prideful to be like, I don't, I don't get that. And it's not meant for me. So I have to like, it's exactly. It and that's the thing. I mean, new lingo is invented by new generations. So they can have confuse the last code. generation. Yeah. Th th it is so that they can have conversations that are private to them and inside jokes that are inside to the generation. I think that's a really normal human thing to do. It's, it's not Dude, the boomers you. had like, or I, maybe it was more gen X, but they had like, you know, like gnarly and radical and the boomers right. had their own stuff. It's like, everybody's got this, you yeah. know? This is the natural progression of language. <laughs> Imagine. Always has been. And you know what? It's funny. If you go back, like, you know how people make fun of uh, Twitter speak, the boomers will. You know, in the early 1900s that they had, they used a lot of acronyms because <laughs> of newspapers charged you by the letter. Yeah. So acronyms became a huge thing. So as much as people make fun of LOL, it's like, well, the greatest generation did it. Yeah. You know what I mean? So like, yeah. they grew up on the same stuff. We just have a different uh limit limitation it's not paying for letters it's amount of characters in a yeah. tweet i think it's a, it's a very thing. it's a very npc thing and it's a specific to the boomers npc thing to get mad when you don't understand something yeah instead of just being willing to look it up i mean i was taught if you Talk don't understand about, a they word they want to call us entitled but that's pretty entitled i know honestly <laughs> a lot of the things that i hear boomers say about millennials are such projection yeah they're entitled, but also speak my language or else. Right? Make this make sense to me or else. We're going to we're gonna make fun of millennials for struggling financially in a world that is objectively more difficult to succeed in than the one we grew up in. And we are purposely making harder for them by refusing to retire and move out of the way so that they can climb the ranks and succeed and we're just going to point and laugh at them when we're the ones who told them to go to college we're like we're going to make fun of them for their student loans when we're the ones who were like if you don't go to college you'll never succeed in your life <laughs> like, 
did this to us. <laughs> I believed you. Yeah. I trusted you. <laughs> Absolutely true. Well, I want you guys in the comments to let us know, do you like the NPC stuff? And if you don't, we're still going to do them anyway because we like them. So yeah. We're having too much yeah. fun. But I'd like to hear what you guys think anyway. So maybe you will. Maybe You know what? Maybe an NPC will comment on this video and give us fodder for next yeah. time. Yeah, I can't wait for all the Boomer NPC comments that are mad at me for saying true things about the culture of a generation. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> all right, well, thank you, Abby. And until next time, uh, guys, don't forget to tune into Conspiracy Pilled on Rumble and Odyssey. That's where you get the full show. Every Wednesday night at 7.03 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. All the links are in the bio or at conspiracypilled.com.